empirically, it wasn't enough time. Yep. Yeah, like two, one. Yeah. No, I, I figured you all, you all could, could get to a two and one by yourselves. Was my thought process there. Alright, uh, hello there, guys, gals, and non-binary pals. Uh, welcome to that D&D podcast. I am Zach, uh, the GM for what I assume is tonight's game. Uh, I will let my, my erstwhile compatriots introduce themselves in Discord order now. Hi there. Uh, this erstwhile compatriot's name is Andrew Oatway. Uh, he uses he, him pronouns. For some reason, is talking in the third person. And he'll be reprising his role as Poppet, which maybe that's why he's talking in the third person. It's because he's trying to get into a weird headspace. Who can say? I'll stop talking now. Hi there, this is David. Uh, playing Gaston, he, him pronouns for both of us, please. Um, I got nothing else. Hi, I'm Adam. Today I'll be playing Elamir, and I actually don't know what erstwhile means, but I guess I can be a companion. Hi, I'm Jonathan, he, him, and uh, so I'll be playing Fikuntushum, uh, which is complicated. But they're a troll or a granny, or they have cookies. They have cookies. Hey, I'm Mike J. Darkson Brard. I am playing air quotes Dr. Edwin Armstrong, and erstwhile means former. Does it? Okay. Well, I've been using it. I've been using it incorrectly for years. Then everyone does. I mean, you've uh, you previously used erstwhile incorrectly. Formerly, shit, I messed that up. <laughs> <laughs> I just thought Zach was breaking up with us. Yes, that's what this is. This is my, this is we're doing it. It's like the YouTube breakup style video, but on podcast form because we're podcasters. <laughs> we're doing it live and then recording it and then editing uh -huh. it and sending it out. Now that's what I call podcasting. <laughs> <laughs> okay, then last time uh, we solved. Question mark, question mark, question mark. The uh, zombie wolf problem with the intervention of Riel, the elven god of vengeance and Elamir's patron deity. We got some sort of weird summons from the Fossarian knights uh, about Bennett, the tenant. Here we establish he's a tenant. Has dis having disappeared uh, when he was supposed to be, you know, attending them in some way. Uh, the kids have been sleeping off their adventures, and I imagine uh, before too long we'll have, you know, disappeared again to go do their stuff. Although I imagine they'll be back. Once they know where this place is, it's way better than a lot of the places they go. So they'll probably be back to the lighthouse fairly regularly. Um, yeah, Gaston got in a fight with the thing. Oh, and his cat got run off. That was the thing that happened. That's right. So yeah, that's where we are. So I think, uh, given that I don't know how long I have before my children decide they need me again, uh, why don't we jump right into something? Just dive straight into a job. Was this another we rescue Bennett job? I feel like fifty percent of our jobs have to be. I think it might be. I think it might be. I think that might be like 
I don't know. Is that like the chapter divider for our various shenanigans? Is every once in a while we have to go rescue Bennett? Yeah, Ben's gone. Nobody knows where he is. People are looking for him. Are you some of the people looking for him? Probably. I mean, he owes us money, right? Un- unclear. He was the one who understood. Yeah, he was the one who understood the god shit. He was supposed to be our god shit dispenser, but he has not done a lot of that. He is not. He's not. You guys got like tied up doing other things. Uh, yeah. So the last thing you know about Bennett, he was headed to. Well, he was supposed to be headed out to find to to meet the Fossarian Knights at a location deeper into the island, as per the summons that was handed over. That Poppet could read, I think, was how that worked out. Oh yeah, Poppet definitely took a look at it as much as Poppet looks at anything. Mm-hmm. We don't, we're not sure that Poppet has like optical sensors, but mm. yeah, Poppet perceived it in a way that made some things apparent. Or at the uh, very least, Poppet was holding at it. Their eyes were pointed towards it, and then they said, and then Poppet said things. Yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> yep. So I think uh, if we're if we're headed out after Bennett, I think we're already hot on the trail. Okay, let's let's hit the ground running here. Um, <laughs> See what happens. We just waited for Elamir to get back, and then we're like, "Hey, we need some tracking." I mean, I yes, absolutely. <laughs> that is exactly what happened. I think, right? You have Elamir has a certain set of skills. <laughs> That are, in fact, very useful in some scenarios. <laughs> uh, yeah, so... Um, you... Maybe you went through his belongings, or Ben's belongings, you figured out that uh, he was, in fact, packed for a trip. And he was planning on making his way via some sort of, like, let's say, carriage service, right? I don't know, they have, like... <laughs> like, uh, what are those things called? stagecoaches or whatever on this island, but, uh, yeah, some, he had made arrangements to be carried further into the island, uh, along the, some of the roads you've traveled previously, uh, maybe even, uh, with, to bring the kids back or something, uh, to somewhere further in at the request of the Fossarian Knights. And I imagine we're now, like, we'll pick it up, and you folks are already, like, well outside of town, following what you think are fresh tracks on the, on the road, leading away from this, away from town. When you top a rise, and you're now in, like, the forested area of the woods, uh, or forested area of the island, um, sort of down in this valley, that dominates the middle, the interior of the island. There's this big forested valley. And there's a road that runs through it from one coast to the other and sort of splits off to go through various passes in the mountains and around, um, used by locals and not-so-locals. It's pretty remote out here, but the road is serviceable. People use it, so it's not broken down and beat down. But the woods are pretty thick on either side, and you're following this, this, these tracks where where you think this, this stagecoach or whatever it is will be headed. Um, when you come around a bend in the road, and there's just a broken down stagecoach carriage. Who has Poppet in a baby Bjorn? 
I mean, it's Granny. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Oh, that's right. Did we take carriage or something? I can't remember. Take what? Uh, we should have taken carriage at some of our upgrades. So we could be... Oh, yeah. ...riding out here in style. Yeah, you absolutely could be. I think yeah, we, we did. Yeah, we did. We yeah, we have... The upgraded carriage, yeah. We have an upgraded carriage and an upgraded boat, and we've used <laughs> zero and one times, respectively. <laughs> I need to... I, I should, important when we arrived. I had a plan for the boat, too. I should have worked it in with the, the island thing earlier. Oh, well. Uh, yeah, so yeah, you could be definitely be riding like the goat carriage. Is um, is the kid driving it? Like, do you have a driver? Yeah, sure. Okay. That makes sense. Herc can do that. Yeah, Herc, Herc will drive the boat or drive the the carriage. Yeah. yeah. Um, so Herc sees this on the road ahead and like pulls up short, and the two goats not quite skid to a stop. You're, you know. Not right up on it, but you're you're not too far from it. Probably, let's say, like, 30, 40 feet. Mm-hmm. The carriage is stopped. Um, it is listing heavily to one side. And uh, there is no immediate appearance of activity in or around it. Uh, Granny, I'll get out and go start taking a look. Hello? Anybody home? Okay. Um, as you get closer, you can see that, um, yeah, one of the wheels is, like, broken completely off, Mm -hmm. um, and another one is pretty badly damaged on the same side. Uh, let's say, uh, for lack of a better term, uh, the passenger side of this carriage, right? Uh, Is Lopan secretly Australia? (laughs) Yes. You, you got me. That's why there's, like, zombie wolves. Well, just that would make the passenger side the other side. Oh. Ooh. True. <laughs> I don't know. Uh, the Viewing the vehicle from the back, where you are viewing it, the wheels on the right side. D- ignore me. I'm shitposting. It's fine. <laughs> I just want to make it clear. Everybody involved. Uh, the, the rear right wheel is, like, sh- like shattered. And uh, strewn for some distance on the ground behind the carriage. The other wheel on that side is also busted up pretty bad. Um, and as you get closer, you can see, Granny, um, one of the horses is not alive. The other one's missing, Ooh. but one of them is specifically pretty dead. Uh, okay. Does it look like it's been dead for a while? Um, well, it looks like it's been dead long enough for something to eat on it. So. Okay, so yeah. Well, I mean, that. I feel like that's the timeline, because we know Bennett left a while ago. Yeah. For us just to catch up while it was broken soon afterwards. Uh, okay, so I'll go check on the corpses inside the carriage. Um, there are none. Really? Inside Is the carriage. Signs... Is there signs inside the carriage of, like, people suffering terrible harm or something? Did someone like werewolf explode somebody inside the carriage? No. Well, I mean, you Uh, know, is there, you know, is, is there spatters of blood or um, whatever? So the inside of the carriage is, uh, the, first of all, the door to the carriage is hanging open. Um, inside the carriage, there is, it is not, it's 
not tidy, but there's no right. blood. There's no, like, nothing torn. Okay, um, so it, 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 I mean, it, it's untidy because the carriage flipped over, but it's not like, and then there was a fight and people struggled in it. Yeah, and maybe it's, it's not, well, the carriage didn't necessarily flip over. The carriage, like, is stuck listening to one side, right? But the um, inside, yeah, it's not untidy because, like, somebody got in there and just started you know, stabbing people. It's untidy, like, yeah, no, there was some kind of impact and or people left in a hurry or something along those lines, right? So is there luggage in the carriage? Or out um, of the carriage? There is, in fact, luggage in the carriage, yes. Oh, okay. Can I, I start popping them open, seeing if I can figure out one of the Um, There are... There are several bags there. The first couple you open um, are filled with fairly nice stuff, but like, they're like travel bags, right? They're like um, somebody who is traveling by themselves, but has nice stuff, right? Uh, nice, fairly nice clothes, um, personal accoutrement, that kind of thing. Uh, and, but one of them is like a little bit shabbier, and just filled with books. And you're like, mm, that's minutes. Yep. Yeah, all right. Um, but he didn't take it with him. Uh, Yo, Alamir. <laughs> yeah, I mean, are there signs of departure from this area? Yes, there are. Um, uh, to your, well, give me a survey real quick for you specifically. We're gonna start like using your your skilled tracker. Right, give me a controlled survey here. All right, that's a six. So, yeah, around the uh, carriage, you can see that there are a lot of footprints. Uh, probably four or five distinct sets of footprints. And with your six and your familiarity, one of them's Bennett's, right? You can see Bennett's feet footprints like coming out and uh coming out of the 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 carriage where it now sits sort of stumbling in the grass and then uh taking several steps towards the road where they functionally disappear right uh, there are a few more sets of footprints some of them fairly small uh wearing what you'd think are probably pretty nice shoes and some of them are uh, at least one set is like heavy and booted in a way that to you like not as feels not just like not just military but like nightly booted like this is like somebody wearing fairly heavy armor and really sturdy boots and the other thing you notice is that there is a uh there is a set of hoof prints from what you can tell, must either be a very small or very light horse. Wolfen do not, in fact, wear boots. They are incapable. I mean, I, I know hmm. not, that's probably not fair. I'll bet you could make boot for, boots for wolves, but I've put boots on my yeah. dogs, and they loathe them. So, <laughs> I have to imagine it's similar. It's not a culturally uh, normal thing for them to do. Uh, all right. Do, 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 do. Mm. How far out of town are we? Eight. Um, 
a ways, probably the better part of an hour's ride into the island. Yeah, so uh, I guess take the stuff from the carriage and toss it into ours and okay. send our carriage back. Okay. If we're going to go start following people, we can't take the carriage with us and, you know, let's not leave the small child out in the middle of the woods. Where does, any, does any god claim dominion over this chunk of territory? Or, like, any faction? Well, not specifically. Uh, Lopan, well, first of all, the gods don't really, aren't super territorial in this setting, um, in terms of, like, actual, like, physical ground, right? Uh, they do fight each other over, Metaphysical like, territory. states and, yeah, and, like, conceptual things, but, like... No, 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 no larger force has lays claim to like just territory for the most part. Uh, and uh, at the same time, Lopan is sort of that combination of like, it's like post-war, it's like, yeah, post-war Berlin, right? Where like, no one is like, there's the combination, everyone wants it, but that means that nobody can have it, right? Like, and everyone can all like... The, posture power to destroy it yeah okay yeah okay i wanted to just see if like it was anything obvious or if there's anything obvious that we should like know going into the into the wilderness here mm -hmm. well somebody give me uh anybody who feels like they would have some sort of feeling about the local history and or situation can give me like a post hoc study role probably as a flashback. Ooh, I have a point in study. That should be me. It's one you're more the, than I have. You are the worst nerds. <laughs> if <laughs> if it's not talking, I don't do it. <laughs> so Doc, you can roll, and then I'll just sell the rest of the group on your version of the truth. <laughs> awesome. So, would you say this is risky? <laughs> no, I would not. It's clearly no, desperate. Okay. <laughs> at, the, at the current moment, everything is rather controlled. Alright, I'm going to push myself for two stress. Because what about I, a devil's bargain? Well, I accidentally clicked too many times, so I only rolled a three. Well, did you, oh. you were going yeah, to push yourself. You yourself huh? Yeah, and, you did say that before you rolled. Yeah. Okay. So you can roll a d6 and take two stress. stress. Cancel. Roll one d6. Excellent. Excellent. Not better. That roll is not but decidedly worst. Um. Yeah, Doc. Uh, <laughs> so here's what I'm gonna say. Right. That was a controlled, the controlled knowledge-ish roll. Right. So with the nice thing about controlled rolls, you'd be like, Nah, no. Okay, we're gonna back that up and we're gonna try again and make it risky. If you want to make a risky study roll, if you blow this one, I'm going to lie to you and you're going to believe me. Oh, I have to do that. Uh, Can I take a devil's bargain? Take a I'll devil's assist bargain. as well. Uh, okay. <laughs> trying to think of what a devil's bargain looks like here. Um, I've I've you told could, the god that we're start coming. A clock. <laughs> yeah. So like, yeah. The the devil's bargain is that you are already being. Uh, Poppet has climbed onto Doc's head, and is like. Yeah. Just on the yeah. off chance here. Oh, okay. oh for the controlled, sure. Right. 
Okay. Yeah. I mean, sure. Um, would you rather have a vague idea, or would you rather have a very precise idea that's subtly but importantly wrong? <laughs> I, I, Elamir would at best be vague because he doesn't really care, but maybe he. Okay. Um, just had an idea. Well, knights on this island screams Fossarian to you. There's there aren't really a whole lot of other. There's basically no other knightly order that exists on the islands officially, right? Um, they are the the law and order folks on this island. They do not they do not allow Dun -dun. competition on that level. They're also Burks, but. There are stories that they're not the only ones that are actually here. There are things called the... There are people called the Ghost Knights. And I will leave it at that. With your four. If you'd like to continue with your... Getting everyone in trouble, Mike. By all means. But that's my vague <laughs> idea of what's in the scenario. Hey, hold on a sec. No, um, it's fine. So Granny will go to her and be like, you know, all right, this bag of books is our lodger's. Make sure it gets back into his room untouched. Then take care of it, the rest of these bags with your friends. Okay? Hands him like a word get out of the original. I was going to say, yeah, there, there, there better be like an exchange of goods here. I mean, I just told him to take all of yes. the other bags with fine shit and take care of them. <laughs> Okay. I assume yeah. the emerg the uh, urchins know how to deal with that. We're gonna go fence all of these the belongings of these people. It's great, love yeah. it. Yeah, I, I would just like don't do the books. They're the person who pays this protection. I mean rent. The urchins are going to sell eighteen thing, right? suitcases protection of from clothes and get exactly enough to buy one cheesecake. <laughs> uh huh. But it'll be delicious. That's the free market, baby. <laughs> That's. I feel like the exchange rate on that is They're bad idiot the children. And also, do they know fences right. are going to be moving like silk shirts? No. <laughs> no. I feel like they're going to understand the value of a leather carrying case, though. Right? <laughs> there is a place in town. There's a, there's a place in town they'll probably take them. There's a... What did I write down as? The Rusted Glove Curiosities. A import export trade shop just off the docks that is run by a an ex adventurer. They know they know where to take the good stuff and get massively yeah. <laughs> ripped off by someone there instead. Yes. So, uh, yeah, Herc will uh, accept the proffered uh, suite, I assume, and then make various clicking noises to turn the goats towards town. They recede to the distance, and you are left here with yourselves. Um, yeah, so Mike, your uh, devil's bargain is that, um, yeah, you are already being observed, is the devil's bargain. I, I just, I, I, can I not take a devil's bargain? After Adam got a you, four, you I just want to just, I, you don't have to. Okay. Yeah. That's fine. Let's That's go totally find fine. our lodger. That's totally fine. Oh. Oh. All right. All right, you got yourself six. All right, so, um, yeah. Doc, you, uh, you're, you're like a psychic spooky type, right? 
Yes. Um, you and you sort of have some sort of an inside knowledge as well through other means. Yeah. So obviously, this was the work of some kind of highway person, like someone who who's something something happened here that knocked this thing off the road, and uh, the boot print looks like a knight. The go this is a ghost night shit, and that's probably bad. Uh, it's probably bad news. You should probably go home. Um, the ghost knights are a local legend. I, Doc would never say we should go home. Is the ghost knights are a local legend uh, where in the dark of night, magical knights show up to waylay travelers across the island, um, rarely showing them any quarter. Uh, occasionally allowing particularly uh, skilled and honorable combatants to escape with their lives, but typically, typically just not. People dis people people who run into the ghost knights disappear and are never seen again. My first instinct is to, to harass them somehow. <laughs> I mean, they kidnapped our town I mean, sure. to go kick in their door and. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I, I share that information with everyone. It's like, oh, this is definitely Ghost Knights, uh, and they've got a long history of asking to get their teeth knocked in, so we should totally do that for them. They're knights. All knights are burks. I, I heard they said something mean about uh, an innocent person once. Um, they don't treat nature respectfully, and uh, yeah, we should totally take, go take them down. I'm sorry, it's just, you know, I'm relatively new to your helping out your organization, and who who is this gentleman to you again, exactly? Oh, he's our lodger. And, and what what do you think that he did to upset these ghost knights? Oh, the ghost knights are, they, they're like a, they strike anywhere for any reason. They don't really have, like... I mean, they strike here for no reason. Simply traveling through their lands is enough reason for them to swoop in and kill everybody. Fascinating. Sorry, I just I I hadn't heard about them yet. Um, hm. I mean, it, it doesn't seem that anybody got killed there, at least yeah, with the wagon. Weird. So I I read this in a book, which you know, who knew? Oh well, if it's in a book, so, say no more, Take my good look. man. It's in this book. <laughs> Gaston seems completely sincere with that, by the way. That's not sarcasm. <laughs> um, so, yeah, Elamir, since you're the one with, like, tracking senses, uh, yes. the, the, it looks like the horse moved away down the road, uh, sort of in the same direction the, the cart was originally moving. Uh, the, you, us kind of assume that the people, the other people followed somehow, but it's not clear how. Do the horse hooves seem like, uh, more way down deeper coming and going? Um, yeah. Yeah, they seem like they're, they're, like I said, uh, it didn't seem like it was a particularly heavy horse as it was sort of mounted up outside the the carriage but 
moving the other direction, yes, it does appear to be significantly heavier. Okay. So yeah, I guess we follow this these horse tracks. Okay. Yeah, the, they lead, uh, like I said, further down the road. Um, not, not terribly far, actually. They lead down the road for, oh, probably a good mile, mile and a half. Uh, before they uh, somewhat abruptly turn and make their way into, uh, now much more distinct because they're in mud, into the, or dirt at least, into the forest itself. And they move through what seems like fairly thick forest, uh, but very agilely for a horse, for something that size that's apparently weighed down the way it is. There are no humanoid tracks now. It's just the horse tracks. Um, and after a, a about 30 or 40 yards of pretty dense forest, it opens up into, well, it kind of looks like you're probably looking at a, a canyon. Like the, there are sheer rock walls on either side uh, that you, that, that cuts down a cleft into some sort of valley canyon uh probably 20 foot wide uh uh that leads down and the the forest itself is pretty like dark and oppressive here but the canyon itself is filled with fog it's like you know spooky like if this was a scooby-doo episode they would be flipping out (laughs) yoinks zoinks sorry jinkies I don't know, he's popping our Scooby. Um, but yeah, Elena, your uh <laughs> your your uh it there's not you don't have to work that hard to see this. The, there are tracks in and out of this, like looks like a single horse or multiple single horses, if that makes sense, uh have come in and out of here over and over and over and over and over again. To the point where, at the very entrance of this uh, ravine, valley, the grass and, like, the underbrush is worn completely down to the rocks, essentially. Mm -hmm. So, yep, and that leads down pretty steeply into uh, a mist or fog-filled canyon, essentially. Well, isn't this just cheery and atmospheric? Uh... I guess Granny's going to just go walk down the aisle way. I mean, your options are pretty much that. Turn around or, like, try to stay above it somehow. I mean, you could try and, like, be stealthy and flank and bullshit, but, like, eh. Granny's Granny is probably much path, scarier than most things <laughs> down that path. <laughs> right now she's got a doll and a papoose, apparently. And yet. So... Exactly. Oh <laughs> <laughs> right, yeah. Uh is Granny taking the lead then? I guess if Granny's taking oh, the lead, yeah. technically Poppet's taking the lead, right? Poppet yells <laughs> something like onward to adventure. <laughs> Great. I imagine that in like a monotonal, incredibly high voice. Uh alright. Uh yeah, you put you press down into here and uh you it, it it's angled down fairly aggressively uh and you go 
some distance. And it doesn't take, but it doesn't take you too long to get down to what is essentially the bottom of this thing. And by the time you get down there, you're below the fog. That D&D podcast is released under a Creative Commons 4.0 attribution, non-commercial, no derivatives license. Feel free to share with friends, but don't cut anything out and don't sell our work. Please visit us at thatdndpodcast.com or on Twitch or YouTube at That D&D Podcast. Intro music is Dark Matter by M33 Project and is available on the Free Music Archive. M33 Project can also be found on YouTube and Instagram. Outro music is Betrayed by Scott Holmes Music. This and other works by Scott Holmes Music can be found on the Free Music Archive, SoundCloud, or scottholmesmusic.com. The Palladium Fantasy RPG, written by Kevin Ciambietta, is owned and published by Palladium Books. All other copyrighted content is owned by its associated copyright holder. <laughs>